Welcome to the Advancing Women Podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women Podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women Podcast. The French artist Henri Matisse said, quote, another word for creativity is courage, end quote. It takes courage to express the things you are passionate about and to transcend the limits of your comfort zone or the limits of your irrational fears. Connecting to your creativity is connecting to your courage. And I recently read an article titled Creativity is Courage by clinical psychologist Mihaela Ivan Holtz. And she said this, as a true creative, you are a brave warrior. Your courage, just like your creativity, is not an option. It's an essential part of who you are. And I just love that, this idea that courage is not something you have or you don't have. Courage is an energy that you can connect with, that it's a practice. And where there is creativity, there is courage. But perhaps more importantly, where there is creativity, there is joy. I'm so, so excited today to have artist and illustrator Heather Harris here to help us unlock that creativity through developing a creative practice that fits into our busy lives and brings us joy. Heather has a master's in fine art and is an award-winning creator of numerous published picture books, as well as an author, professor, and scholar. She has decades of experience mastering creative processes and cutting-edge design thinking. She uses the power of creativity to help us conquer our hesitations and boldly express our stories. And I am so excited to have you here today, Heather. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here today. So I really want to talk a little bit about the process of creativity, the mindfulness of creativity, the intention of creativity. Mindfulness is defined as the awareness that arises by paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. And I thought that was so interesting in terms of being non-judgmental in our creative process and this idea of mindfulness. So I was hoping you could talk a little bit about that. I'd love to. I love that definition, paying attention on purpose. I think that is something people who consider themselves creative or allow themselves to be creative have allowed themselves to do, to pay attention, to notice the small things, because beauty is all around us. We see it everywhere, but not when we're not looking or paying attention. If you look at some of our great master artists and sculptors, they find beauty in the everyday. That is how you get Van Gogh looking at a pair of boots and painting them. And we look at it and we say, oh, my God, that's beautiful. And it's just a pair of old work boots sitting on the floor. But he paid attention. He was mindful. He was present. He was in the moment. He was looking at the light. He was looking at the colors and he saw the beauty. And that beauty brought him joy. And then it brings us joy. Yeah, I love the idea of the joyfulness. I think oftentimes, especially warrior women, we're very ambitious and goal-oriented. There's this idea of focus and accomplishment. And oftentimes, I think some of what hinders us with any kind of creative practice is we've a little bit lost the childlike joy Mm -hmm. of being able to do something just because it's fun, not because we need it to be excellent at the end or that it's going to somehow help us achieve a goal, but that the journey is the goal, the enjoyment of doing the thing itself. 
And for me, as a person who has not considered myself creative in the traditional sense of, or the default sense of what art is, I have found myself thinking, I am not good at art, therefore I don't do it. Yeah. And I think many of us, when it comes to any sort of creative endeavor, will carry around some sort of creativity scar where maybe early on we created something that was supposed to be a horse. Somebody else looked at it and said, that looks nothing like a horse, created that scar. And then we determined we're not creative. We can't draw, we can't paint, we can't sculpt or whatever. And now you're afraid to do it again. And I was thinking about that because I think scars are interesting things. Most people wear scars as a badge of honor. I have multiple scars from multiple injuries and surgeries. And each time I overcome my injury, my scar becomes something I'm proud of. And yet with creativity, when we get that scar, we cover it up and we're afraid to go out there again. And so I think it is a lot about mindset, allowing yourself to just like if you hurt your knee and then you had to start walking again and you weren't walking perfectly Same thing with some sort of creative endeavor. You're not going to do it perfectly, but you allow yourself to do it because the act of doing it is joyful. And you focus on the joy that you get versus did you just create a masterpiece? Yeah, I love that because I think too often we have this optimization mindset. Mm. This idea, I know I can see the frustration in your face because we're so over-optimized. Everything's optimized this and optimized that. And we're both professors and you have this frustration when sometimes a student will say, oh, I did all this work and it didn't count for anything. And you're thinking, well, it counted for the learning, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's hard with something like creative practice Mm -hmm. because you mentioned mindset. You have to be willing to acknowledge that practice means you do it and you don't get a productive or optimized output, but that's just part of the process. And there's value. There's joy in the process, but there's also value in the process. You hear people talking about that with yoga or with meditation. It's a practice. It's a muscle. It can be strengthened, right? So all you have to do is set your intention to every day, I'm going to create something. And I, and you asked me about a practice or creativity process. And so I want to mention a few things that I think are really accessible to your listeners, easy to do, low stakes, and will will bring them joy in their lives. I love that. That's perfect. The first thing I would say is to set aside for yourself a space, a space to be creative because you need to be intentional about it. We have spaces in our house to eat. We have spaces in our house to sleep. We have a space in our house where we brush our teeth every day. So if you wanna be creative, you need an intentional space where you can be creative. Now that space can be very small. It could be a drawer where you just put all of your stuff. It could be a corner of your kitchen table. It could be the the workstation where your computer sits. It could be larger space if you have that. I took my dining room and created a studio out of it because nobody does formal dining anymore. Right, right. (laughs) Having a creative practice is much better use of your dining room. And I think, you know, this was emphasized to a lot of us during the pandemic when we had to work out of home. And all of a sudden we were like, we need space to work. Well, we need space to be creative. So first and foremost, the intention of setting aside a space that this is where I'm creative. And that creativity could be anything. 
It could be painting. It could be drawing. It could be doodling. It could be collage. It could be sculpting. It could be poetry and writing. I mean, it, it shouldn't be limited. It's whatever brings you joy. I love all of the arts. It doesn't matter which one you put down in front of me. I just enjoy getting my hands in there and doing something and experiencing it. I love what you just said about a lot of things can be creativity because I think we lose sight of the root Mm. of the word creativity, which is to create. Mm -hmm. And so it was very interesting because we're very good friends. Mm -hmm. And when I started my podcast, I thought of that as a professional endeavor that I was going to bring my research, you know, to a larger audience. And I would talk to you about your creations, your books and your art. And you would say things like, well, now that you're a creator Mm -hmm. and I had to almost stop and say, wow, that is not a word I've ever used to describe myself. And you're like, of course you're a creator. You've got a vision for what you want to create and you have a process that you create with, and that's your creative process. And you have an outcome that you're proud of sometimes more than others. It's (laughs) trial and error sometime. And it, it got me thinking so differently because if we tell ourselves a story that we're not creative. If we feed ourselves a message that we're not creative, that is actually just not true, right? Right. We're making a choice. I mean, my creative looks different from your creative, but what I love about what you're saying is there's a lot of ways to be creative because even if you don't want to create art in the traditional sense, Mm -hmm. drawing, painting, sculpting, and so forth, there's a lot of research that shows there's tremendous value Mm -hmm. to engaging in that type of art. It's like strengthening your core, Mm -hmm. right? You're an athlete. You know, if you want to run, you have to have a good core. And this idea that if we engage in a creative practice and actually push ourselves outside our comfort zone, there's a lot of benefits to that. So I really love what you're saying about that. And I want you to take us a little bit through some of those ways that we can engage in that type of process. That's excellent. It is so true. And I think many times people think about creative people or the arts as being endowed from heaven. Like I just wasn't born creative. And I would say, hooey, that's not true. You were created, so you are creative. I love that. I love that as women. Most of our listeners are women, warrior women. Many are mothers. We create life. We do. So there is an innate creativity um, as women because we are the ones who bring life forward. And I love that point. And I think we need to allow ourselves to, to rest in that and say, yeah, we are creative. One of the things that I have is I have a mantra. That's my mantra. I am created, therefore I am creative. Everything I have is within me and I just need to allow it to come out. And I think, you know, we talked about the creativity scars that we might've had in kindergarten, first, second, third grade. I think that's when a lot of those scars happen, right? Are you going to be defined by somebody's words in third grade, or are you going to go beyond that almost self-imposed constraint? Somebody told you that horse didn't look like a horse and now you think you can't draw. You know what a line is? A line is a dot that took itself on a walk. That's <laughs> all that. a line is. It doesn't have to be straight. So many people say, oh, I can't draw a straight line. Good, because straight lines are boring. Curved lines are interesting or thin to thick or you know, squiggly lines. That's what is interesting. So stop judging and self-limiting by thinking you can't be creative. And instead, choose a mantra. Mine is... I am created, therefore I am creative. But maybe yours is something different. Maybe your mantra is, 
I make starting my ritual. Just, I'm going to start. doesn't matter if I ever finish. I'm just going to start. Maybe that's your mantra. So you start something. I love what you said before when you said, everything I have is within me. Mm -hmm. I think that's beautiful. We, as women, especially hear messages all the time of not enough, flawed in some way. And this idea of a mantra that's, I have everything within me to be creative. I can create. Just saying that. And I know that sometimes the literature shows that we have to say something maybe 10 or 15 times for every one time our brain says, you're not creative. That brings me to my next point, because I love that. Surround yourself with positive affirmations, whatever those are. Maybe those are words like your mantra. Maybe those are images or artworks that you are inspired by. If it's poetry, maybe it's lines from different poems that you like, but surrounding yourself with those positive affirmations so that you can kill the saboteur (laughs) that is trying to come in and tell you that you are not creative, right? That's a theme throughout all of the Advancing Women podcasts, (laughs) silencing the saboteur that tells us anything that doesn't serve us, including you are not creative. Exactly. So um, yes, if you saw my studio, you would see I am surrounded by art. Not all of it is mine because I draw inspiration from others and I look to others to help me overcome creativity blocks. And I think that kind of leads me to my next point. So we have a space, we have a mantra, we have positive affirmation around us. Now we have to have our antennas up. That's what you started this episode with when you were talking about mindfulness, right? Paying attention on purpose. And so having your antennas up and paying attention and looking at things and seeing differences seeing the way the light is hitting it, seeing the colors, seeing some contrast, something that's interesting to you. And we're all different. So it's going to be different for everybody. That's the beauty of art. My hand can't do what your hand can do. And that's what makes it uniquely you. Right. And you notice different things. We can see the same thing and we're going to notice different things, even looking at the same thing. And it's really funny because that process would seem foreign to me. But if I think about it, it's not that different than the process I use when I'm creating an episode. I hear quotes. I think about words I've heard in the past Mm -hmm. that resonate when I put them within the context of what we're talking about. And you find that inspiration. I think that's really great advice. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of ways that you can um, have your antennas up. I will take magazines that come into the house and I'll rip out pages, things that I like. I love Pinterest boards. I have a ton of Pinterest boards where anything I see that I like that inspires so that I can go to it later. But all of that is to just get you started. We're talking about intentionality. We're talking about a creative practice, right? So having all of those things around you, some space, a mantra, the positive affirmations around you, having your antennas up, now you have to do it, right? Yeah, you're setting yourself up for success. I laugh because when I was a little girl, I remember I would want to play Barbies Mm -hmm. and I would spend all of this time setting everything up. And by the time I was done with that, I didn't even feel like playing anymore. (laughs) And so this idea of have it ready all the time, it gives you more opportunity to just to just jump in when you feel that, you know, creative and, impulse. And that's what you have to do. You have to jump in. And so I think that's where the fear comes. That's where the anxiety comes. That's where the self-judgment comes. And I would say the way that you jump in is putting a toe in, right? We don't usually just jump in the water. We put our toes in, we check the depth. Well, it's the same thing with creativity. So set low stakes for yourself. Tell yourself, I'm just going to doodle for 10 minutes every day. I am going to put colors on a piece of paper because I think these colors are beautiful. 
It's not going to make anything. It's just going to be colors on a piece of paper, but they make me feel joy when I see these colors. Yeah. Right. I love tapping back into the joy. Yeah. Because that's what it should be about. It should be about bringing you joy. I have a couple of little exercises I wanted to share. If we were together, you know, physically, I could show them, but you know, a great way, and I read this in a, in a creativity book, but a great way to start is to do this exercise called drawing cats in a bed, grab some three by five cards, grab a pencil and lay on your bed and draw a cat. Now, first off, the bed is soft and squishy. So your lines aren't going to be straight or perfect. They're going to be all, you know, wiggly. Um, And you're working on three by five cards. So who cares? Throw them away afterwards, but just draw as many cats as you can. Draw a bunch on one card, draw one on each card, whatever you want to do, draw front, draw back, just draw a bunch of cats and enjoy that process. If you don't like cats, draw dogs, or if you don't like dogs, draw birds, whatever you like, just drawing something in an environment where you're not expecting yourself to be perfect. You're on a bed. That's so interesting because then I don't have to own the wiggly lines because of course the lines are wiggly. Even the best artists would have wiggly lines if they're laying on a bed. Right. It's really interesting. Or do the same thing, draw with your opposite hand. Well, of course it looks crazy. It's my opposite hand. I'm not practiced over there. So that's okay. Sometimes I will purposely draw with my opposite hand because I don't want precision. I want interesting things in my artwork. So drawing with the opposite hand. Another neat little technique that I like to do is, you know, think of shapes. Artists use shapes all the time. So a square, a circle, a rectangle, a triangle. And then think of a creature like a mouse. I'm going to make a bunch of triangle-shaped mouses. I'm going to make a bunch of circle-shaped mouses. Just use the shape to then just have fun with, well, what if the what if the head is over here? What if the head is over there? What if the mouse is square? What if he's triangular? And again, I like that because it's not going to look like a real mouse. Right. The part of your brain that's going to want to say, that doesn't even look anything like a mouse. You know how you said earlier, that doesn't look like a horse? Right, right. Well, it's not going to look exactly like a mouse because its head is a triangle or its head is a square. So you're taking away the prompts that make the saboteur speak up. Exactly. And that comes to the last suggestion I have, throw away all judgment, throw it out the window. It's not about creating a masterpiece. Don't set out trying to create a masterpiece, set out trying to find joy, fun, and pleasure, delight. Find that in your creation. Don't ever show it to anybody. You don't have to. Don't try to make a masterpiece. Try to have fun. Because I guarantee you, when you have fun, you will make art that you think is a masterpiece. I love that. And I am inspired because I'm one of those people who is afraid a little bit of art because of all the things you're saying, because of the messaging that I have been telling myself over all this time. I have defined myself as not an artist or not Mm -hmm. creative in that way. What I love about all of this is how synergistic it is, not listening to the inner saboteur, not being judgmental of ourselves, having intention, Mm -hmm. practicing not sacrificing good at the altar of perfection, creating habits and systems that allow us to exercise those muscles. These are all things that help us in all areas. I love the idea of instead of thinking I'm not creative, of seeing something that is about joy and delight, but also about a set of habits and skills that serve us in so many other areas of our life, being able to take those risks to allow ourselves to fall and get back up and try again and to not push for Mm -hmm. such perfection. And I think for women, especially that 
when we talk about our proficiencies, that honing those types of skills can be so helpful in terms of distinguishing us in a world where the playing field is not level for us, right? So if we can push ourselves Mm -hmm. to just be a bit more creative, I think it can become a superpower for us as women. For sure. For sure. Having a creative practice leads to having a flexible mind. Your mind can connect things other people's minds don't because they're not looking intentionally, seeing intentionally. They're not observing. They're not finding joy or finding beauty the way you are when you're being creative. That's such a wonderful takeaway. And I love what you said about creativity being a muscle that can be strengthened and nurtured, that it's about overcoming constraints, all of these things that help liberate us to be more creative and to be the best versions of ourselves. So I want to wrap up with a manifest statement. I have a quote that I love from a book called Flow and Creativity. And the quote is this, most of the things that are interesting, important, and human are the results of creativity. And I just think that says it all. We as humans are innately capable of and have, as you said earlier, everything within us that we need Mm -hmm. to create. And so any self-limiting talk or beliefs need to be silenced in favor of the joyful and delightful experience that you spoke of. And I so, so appreciate you sharing your time with us, sharing your creative practice with us and inspiring us to be open to more joy and delight through creativity. Thank you, Kimberly. I loved being here. I hope your audience has a wonderful time being creators and finds lots of joy. For more resources, you can visit my website, www.advancingwomenpodcast.com and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback. So please email me at drdsimone at advancingwomenpodcast.com I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast, and a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Woman podcast logo. And thanks to all of you for joining me here today.